Counselor Accents Podcast. Two school counselors who love their jobs. Oh, and they happen to have Southern accents too. Bless their hearts. I'm Laura Rankhorn. And I am Kim Crumbly. And together we are Counselor Accents. I'm sorry. We're Go we're ahead. Two school counselors who are in the trenches with you. We know what you're going through because we're going through with you every day. I'm not going to allow you to say anything. I'm on a sugar high. Well, and you won't stop. It is a constant sugar high because you just keep showing That's all I do. I'm going to have to seek professional help. And I know that, but it's going to have to be after Christmas. But yeah, don't start now. It's just like, that's all I want is sugar. And I'm I'm going to stop after Christmas. But we had a parent who brought, it was a grandparent who drove from, Quite a distance. His grandchildren go to our school, and he lives probably 45 minutes away. He has brought boxes and boxes of Dunkin' Donuts, Dunkin' Donuts coffee, all kind, all manner of sweets. Oh, I'm on my and way. I'm just like, what grandparent does that? I just, we, I need you to be respectful of me right now and know that I can't keep up with your fad diets since mm-hmm. we have been doing this, you will say, I don't drink caffeine. And then I'll see you chugging a diet Coke. Well, that day it was real to me in my heart. I had purposed in my heart not to drink caffeine. And then recently you were like, I'm not doing sugar. I have not had any sugar. And now you're shoveling the Buckeyes in your mouth. Like we're in Ohio. Oh my gosh. The Buckeye state. (laughs) I am, I've got the Whopper bottle. I do have a Whopper bottom. I have the Whopper box of Whoppers. This is the biggest box that Whopper makes. And this also was a Christmas gift. It's like the Christmas gifts. Everybody knows how I am about sweets. So they just, you know, it's a losing. It's a lose-lose. Yeah. Well, I'm just glad you're back on the wagon, the sugar wagon. because It makes sense. I have been lonely on the sugar wagon by myself. Yeah. Yeah. Are you still on your bold egg kick? That that is for, you know, I have my gallbladder out. Oh, there are only a few things that I can eat and I'm not going into detail, but I have to eat something like a boiled egg first thing in the morning. It can't even be scrambled. It is like my digestive system knows the difference between a boiled egg and a scrambled egg. It's all scrambled once it gets in there. You didn't know that. It, and so anyway, but you're still doing the bull egg is what I'm asking. We're still I, on. I, I'm not happy about it. I look for alternatives, but then I look for a bathroom and I, that's more than I want to say. Oh, it is more than I want to hear. And let me just say, you're looking, you look horrible. I'm just going to be straight up and honest with you. Uh, but you have reason. I mean, you're festive looking, you're festive. I tried. I tried. But I don't offend you by saying you look great because I know you want me to wallow in your pain. But last night you were at the ER and and did not get home till one thirty this morning. Two thirty, please. Thirty, seriously? Yeah. Two thirty. Yes, two thirty. You're just on fumes right now. And if I may continue those fumes and garner more sympathy, um, I was awakened at two thirty the day before. So in a 48 hour span, I guess that'd be 24 hours. That's 24 hours from two 30 to two 30. 
I slept 10 minutes. I fell asleep for 10 minutes at the hospital. And so I was going on 10 minutes of sleep in a 24 hour span. Oh, oh, oh. And you're at work today. Um, here I am. Yes. Oh. Anyway, but you will make up for it. I'm sure you're going to go home and sleep. I, hope. I am hoping that I won't wake up again until January. But anyway, the reason for the ER visit is VB, your daughter, had the flu. Nine-year-old. Um, she has just had a round of bad things. She had the flu. And then I, with my diagnosing skills from- And mine. And mine. Skills, yes. I felt like she had scarlet fever, which I'm like, is that even still a thing? Like, this isn't the 1800s, <laughs> but is that a thing? Uh, she had, we got said she has smallpox and she, a blueberic, blueberry, bluebonic. Yes. I'm like, I do think that those things Jerry, have come out of fashion. Dysentery. Um, yeah, she's got it. Dysentery from the Civil War. Yeah. Um, no, she, my clues were her face. She had a high fever and her face was like beet red. Except right around her mouth, it looked like she had gone out into the sun with a pacifier. And since we wrestled that pacifier away from her several years ago, that wasn't it. I wouldn't put it past her to still have one tucked away. She loved it so much. But anyway, yeah. And let me just tell you this: I'm going to rabbit trail for a second. She was very sick. So two thirty, four thirty, like we're up, and I thought, okay, I'm going to get her a doctor's appointment. Cause that's the logical first step before you go to the ER. Right. Uh-huh. The and so I made her an appointment at seven 30 or four, seven 30. So I'm running out the door and I, you know, we love our husbands. Oh, sometimes. And, um, we, they're, they're great, but I know my husband's not going to listen to this. So I feel like they're idiots. Let's just say it. Let's just call. He's so sensitive. Bless his heart. Oh, yeah. He'd mope around for the next week or two. But and he does so much to him. Okay, let me just. You know what? You went. You've already lost it when you said bless his heart, which clearly means. Well, anyway, so he um. I got up. He, we were both up at two thirty, trying to get the kids. We're trying to get Victoria Bell situated. He goes back to sleep. Mm. I am up, yeah. mom. You know, helping her, doing all the things, and I could not go back to sleep. So I got their clothes ready. I exercised. I made meatballs for the staff potluck. Did all these things. Mm. Woke the girls up because I knew that he was going to be taking them to the doctor's office. And uh, got them dressed, got their teeth yeah. brushed, got their hair yeah. done, got the routine, got myself out the door. So I'm walking out the door. I slip, nearly fall because there's oh. ice, like the one time a year that it there's ice. And uh, I'll come back in the door. The girls are sitting on the couch. And I'm like, y'all have to be leaving right now to get to the doctor. Where is your dad? And they're like, we don't know. So I walk out on the back porch. Where he is standing there drinking a cup of coffee. He chooses this moment in time. Yeah, Yeah, to be, yeah, yeah. Admire the view. Like we didn't sit on the back porch all summer. We didn't. And now we're going to. That makes perfect sense. We don't have the time to get out the door. We're just going to lounge. We're just going to lounge and Mr. Roger outside and drink a little coffee. 
we're not yeah. outdoors, outdoorsy people. Not yeah. like you. You're helping me become more nature oriented. But anyway, so I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like standing there with his cup cup of coffee, like, yeah, just I'm just I'm just meditating. Yeah, I know you didn't go. What are you doing with that little? Oh no, I did. You're so cute, voice. I hope that I did. I hope that my voice conveyed my true feelings just then. Um, like, what are you doing? It was not. A, like yeah, that's more like what you said. Doing what the. <laughs> yeah they're they're useless a lot of times they're useless and yeah bless bless their hearts you know some of us are really good in crises which this was a, a small this was not a large crisis by any means but uh some of us are really good in that and then some of us are not. shut down yeah and he's a shutter down yep 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 my husband is too he will go slower when the moment says get faster yeah. Do more. We're in emergency. He will shut down. And he sometimes, will I used to think it was passive aggressive, but I don't think it is. I think it's just passive idiot. Uh, that's a new one. And I think, what is it? The uh, mental, that's going to be a new. Yes, that's going to be the Yeah, that's going to be the new is passive idiot. Yeah, I will go into, when it's not called for, I will go into superwoman mode. and. And then, you know, my husband will completely shut down and I have to tell him, get get going because this is an emergency. So today we have Kathleen Weber with us. And just to, to segue in, I think that, um, you know, high stress times call for some coping skills that maybe are we've not considered before. And Kathleen Weber is here to teach us said coping skills that we've not considered. She is a former school counselor of 25 years. She has two articles that are published on EFTinternational.org. And if you're thinking, what is EFT? She's about to tell us. Um, she has she does individual sessions with clients. She also does professional development for schools on EFT. She's been a presenter at the 2023 International School Counselor Association Virtual Collaborative on EFT, which does stand for Emotional Freedom Techniques, and she's going to teach us all about EFT. Kim, I'm so excited to have Kathleen Weber with us. Um, She is an expert on so many things. She has accolades out the door. I mean, it's just like the list just keeps going. So I just feel very honored that she would join us today. As do I. I mean, we've got a celebrity, a rock star in the house. And bless her heart. We've I feel like we've given her the runaround because of sickness and she's hung in there with us. And And just like good Southerners, before we came on the air, we discussed all sicknesses. And it's never just, it's never like flu or COVID. It's the flu. Yeah. And the COVID. Have y'all had the flu? We've got the flu going around. So she had to sit here going, what kind of hillbillies have I associated myself with? Which is not the first time we've been asked that. So not offensive. No, non-offensive. 
So Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us. And I had already told her that if we say anything stupid, then we can delete it. And she may be thinking, let's scrap the whole thing. So (laughs) not at all. So Kathleen, we've got your um, list of everything that you've done. What would you like our listeners to know about you? Oh my goodness. (laughs) That's such a big question. Um, I would like your listeners to know that um, my background is in school counseling, that I worked in schools for 25 years. And as a school counselor, I worked with all different grade levels, um, mostly with middle school. So I focused primarily on grades five through eight. Um, And that quite honestly, through my years of experience and all of us trying to do our best to help and support our students, that it wasn't until I learned how to use emotional freedom techniques that I felt like I was helping my students to heal rather than simply putting a Band-Aid on an issue. And sometimes a Band-Aid is really all we can do as a school counselor, and that's really appropriate for, for our role. However, there are ways that I could use EFT to support my students in ways that I had never been able to support them before. And looking back, I I honestly don't even know how I did the job without having these tools in my toolbox. (laughs) So I just want to spread the word. I'm so passionate about using these techniques and, and sharing the wonderful benefits of using them, not only for students, but for our own well-being as well. It changed. It just changed my life, really. Well, I'm excited. That is a, <laughs> if that doesn't, if that doesn't get you motivated, your woods wet, as my former <laughs> used to say. So that really is just a really exciting intro. And when you say I couldn't do it without it, that lets me know this is going to be some good rubber meets the road things that we yeah. can. Do. Oh, that's exciting. So <laughs> I say this. Um, sometimes, but talk to us like we're five and explain what EFT is. Let's just get that groundwork laid. Absolutely. So EFT stands for emotional freedom techniques, plural. There are 48 different techniques uh, to use, and um, they all start with acupressure tapping. So we are working with the body's meridian system. And I know sometimes when people hear that, they think, oh boy, roll their eyes, you know, but but the meridian system has been around for thousands of years. There is uh, research that has been replicated to, sh- to prove its existence. Um, and so we are tapping on particular acupressure points that send a calming signal to the fight or flight center of the brain. So those times when you are worked up, you're anxious, you cannot talk yourself out of the feeling that you have, this is one of the many benefits of using EFT is that we can communicate with that fight or flight center of the brain to calm down that response. So you don't have to talk yourself out of everything, out of anything. We're really using the body's system and working with the body to help regulate those emotions. I'm taking notes. That I was see. like already. I just when you said communicate with that fight or flight part of the brain. So um, talk. I, I can't wait to get into this. I have other questions, but I want to know exactly. Like, are you going to tell us some of these techniques? Because I could use them. Yes. Right now. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I will walk you through um, where the points are. And there are, like I said, 48 different techniques. I'll, I'll share with you some simple ones that can be used for regulation. So there are regulation tools that can help calm those big emotions in the moment. Um, and and that those are really the simplest tools to use. And then moving beyond that, we run into clinical EFT, which is what the research has shown to be effective with, with EFT. Um, so these are techniques that are used. And this is what I found to be so helpful with my students and for myself, when something happens, say you you think of something that happened last week at work that you're like, oh, I wish I hadn't said that or, you know, whatever it might be that you still have an emotional response to it. When we use EFT on how we're feeling now about something that happened last week, we're calming the nervous system down and that emotional response down while we're thinking about what's bothering us. So it's like pulling the trigger right off of that event so that you can think about that event and not have that same emotional or physiological reaction to it. So that to me is, is the real power of using clinical EFT. And then there are also, um, there are also trauma techniques that can be used, but I certainly won't be uh, going into that today. How did you get started? Like what what was your, I guess, the thing that made you so passionate about this? Was it a program or, I mean, a, something you went to, a, develop, a professional development or? It was really a personal experience. I uh, was struggling horribly with chronic Lyme disease. And uh, ended up missing almost two years of school because I was so mm -hmm. fatigued mm -hmm. and just uh, so many symptoms, too many to really get into. Uh, and I worked with a functional medicine doctor who helped me tremendously, but that fatigue was just hanging on. And I might feel better some days and I would look completely fine. And then all of a sudden it was like the floor was ripped out from underneath me and I needed to rest. I needed a nap. Like I couldn't think straight. The brain fog was just very difficult to manage. And so he referred me to he called her an energy practitioner, and I really had no idea what that was at the time. Um, but she's the one who taught me how to use EFT. And what I found in working with her, even after a month or so, I, I noticed that my energy felt different. Instead of having to sit on the floor and fold laundry, now all of a sudden I could stand and and just so gradually as i continued to work with her and it was it was really focusing on the emotional struggles around being chronically ill and it's it can be extremely isolating and it can highlight areas of your life that maybe you ignored before um you know certain issue relationships and uh things that that you could just kind of bypass, but when you're ill and you can't move and you, you're just kind of stuck, these things really come to the forefront. So I, I worked a lot on healing some of those beliefs that I had and, and working on some of those really challenging emotions. And one of the things that surfaced for me was that I had a very hard time sitting still. 
my body needed to rest and I was not allowing myself to close my eyes during the day. I was not listening to what my body was saying because what does that mean about me? If I close my eyes, then I, I've given up. I've given in, you know, I'm not going to let this beat me kind of thing. And so, so really working on those beliefs that were getting in my way of taking care of myself was such a huge part of my healing and learning how to use these techniques for myself. That's one of, I say this all the time. I have an Instagram page. I have a favorite things Friday because I have so many favorite things about EFT. So I share something different every week. And um, so one of my favorite things is that once you learn how to use EFT, you can use it for yourself. You have a tool that you can access when your emotions are getting big, when you don't know what else to do just to support yourself in that moment to help process those emotions and help yourself feel better. It's it's just really a tremendous uh, tool to have access to. So let's talk about using EFT in schools. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Um, what are What are your thoughts on using it in school? And do you have some success stories? Pretty much every time I used it as a success story, um, I I loved using EFT in a school setting. In fact, I I am so passionate about it that that is my mission is to bring EFT into classrooms to school counselors um, because of uh, how effective and safe these tools are. So. Um, yeah, I loved using it with students, and I think at first I was a little nervous about talking to students like, hey, we're going to try this weird tapping thing and just see how it works. And and so, but because part of our role is building rapport, trust, safety with the students. And so if student, if I felt like students trusted me and I could say, hey, this is what I use. This is what I turn to when I'm really struggling. I would love to share this with you if you're open to it. So it was always just an invitation. I never just like with anything, we're never going to force anything on a student in terms of a technique or try something. So, um, you know, most of the time students wanted to try it. And when they did try it, they wanted to use it again because they felt how effective it was. So, you know, I would do a little demonstration for them before they even, uh, you know, before we got into using the techniques for them, I would just maybe use it myself as an example and and walk through that so they could see it. And then they could make a decision about whether to move forward with it or not. And every time I used it, it would be probably roughly 15 to 20 minutes of using the technique and, and things would just clear up for them. So for example, um, this was a, a fifth grade student who I saw and she had her hoodie zipped all the way up to her neck when she came in. And she was distracted in class because she had her very favorite shirt on, T-shirt on with big sparkles and unicorn and bright colors. And she was so embarrassed to take her sweatshirt off because she thought kids were going to pick on her. And so this is what she's thinking about rather than focusing on what she needs to in class. So we used EFT on the emotions she was feeling, even though I feel embarrassed just thinking about walking into class with my sweatshirt off, kids are going to say mean things to me. They're going to make fun of me. And this is how I'm feeling right now. And so we're really acknowledging how the student is feeling in the moment. And we're using the tapping to help 
regulate those feelings as she's talking about them. And then we go to the other points and we just focus on the emotion, feeling embarrassed, feeling embarrassed, feeling embarrassed, feeling embarrassed as I'm pointing, tapping on the other points. And so I walk them through it. And then afterwards we check back in and we're always assessing, you know, how big was that embarrassment zero to 10 before? And then we're checking afterwards. So we're continually kind of working through those new thoughts that come up or or new ideas that come up around why she might feel embarrassed until we get that down to a zero or as close to zero as possible. So, you know, I, I think prior to using EFT, I could help a student feel better in my office, you know, like you're just meeting them where they are. You're giving an opportunity to, for them to share how they're feeling. You're validating, listening, but the the real difference from my perspective is what happened outside of my office. So when she left, she still had her hoodie on. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to give it a little bit of time because even when we're using tapping and working with the Meridian system, it continues to process and integrate even after we're done. By the time we got to lunch, I walked into the cafeteria and there she was with her hoodie wrapped around her waist huge smile on her face, came running over to me, Mrs. Weber, I'm so excited. My friend gave me a compliment about my t-shirt. Like she was just so excited about it. I know this is a really simple example, but but to me, it's always about what happens outside of my office that shows that this technique had a difference for her. Um, you know, and and uh, just another another story I had a student who she typically did well in school, but she was really struggling with content. And I think this was the first time that she really started to struggle in school and was, you know, just not feeling great about her grades and her report card. And so we looked at her report card together and whatever emotions were coming up for her, that's what we used EFT on. Just looking at the report card, this is how I'm feeling. I'm never going to get it. You know, we start to get that fixed mindset coming into the tapping, what they're acknowledging. And as we did the tapping, her fixed mindset shifted because we calmed down the emotional response and we re-engaged that thinking part of her brain, that logical part of her brain. So now all of a sudden she's saying, you know what? I think if I just ask for help, I think I'll get it. She would not have said that before. She wasn't ready to say that before. But when we calm down that emotional response and re-engage the thinking part of the brain, that's what naturally happened. A cognitive shift happened without forcing it, without trying to reframe it without trying to, you know, tell her, well, hey, can you think about it this way? She did that all on her own. So checking in with her the next week, she, again, she was a different kid coming in to see me and she knew how to use tapping and she was able to support herself with that tool during the week if she felt like she was struggling with a concept in school. So, you know, 20 minutes and it was a world of difference for this child. So. I have lots of those stories, by the way. <laughs> wow. So how did, what is the science? What, what is that tapping actually doing? Like what, what is it uh, scientifically or phys- physically doing to the body? Yeah. So when we think about, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Dr. Dan Siegel's hand model of the brain. Yes. But yeah. So, so when we think about that flipped lid, 
and losing connection with that thinking part of the brain because the limbic system is activated, that fight or flight is activated. Yeah. When we're tapping on particular acupressure points, we're sending a pulse through that system. It goes through all of our organs and it goes up into that flight or that fight or flight center of the brain so that what happens is we are through the, through our neurons we're sending a calming response to the whole to the body through our whole, through all of our organs and our whole system and so when we're cal- when we calm that part of the brain down and we're calming the body down and what's happening in the body then what happens is we're reengaging that thinking part of the brain so our thoughts shift it happens to me all the time when i'm using tapping and i'm calming down that that impulse, that fight or flight survival impulse, then I can think more clearly. We don't want to think when we're in a fight or flight for real, right? We we don't want to stop and pause. Right. Excuse me. We want to just act, but most of the situations where we're in that fight or flight is not a life or death situation. So I don't know if that really answered your question. Yeah, (laughs) Um, it does. Uh, That's, that makes sense. Um, Is it just certain parts of the body that it works though on um, like do you have I'm sure those are the points that and does this tie into maybe uh ac- acupuncture or is it those same kinds of points or yeah. yeah it's those same kind of points and there have been studies done that have compared these particular acupressure points with sham points and and these are clearly the the acupressure points that that work with that limbic system in the brain. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, and it's the same system as acupuncture uses. We're just not using needles. We're using our fingers, just tapping. Would not, or, no, would not bode well. Would not bode right. well. I agree. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. Well, so can you walk us through an EFT exercise? Sure. Yeah, I, we're going to start just by finding the point. So we're going to start right on the top of the head. So not back on the crown, but really on the center on the top. So just hold that point for a moment. Okay. And then we are going to go down the face and the upper body. So we'll go to right where the eyebrows start towards the bridge of the nose. And you can use one hand, like the right side or the left side or both. It does not matter, but it's right on on your eyebrow, right where your eyebrow starts in the center. Do I need to be thinking about an embarrassing moment or something? You don't need to think about anything right now. At this point, we're just locating the points. And then we go to the bone on the side of the eye. That's the next point. So it's not the temple. It's really the bone on the side of the eye. And then we go to the bones under the eye, like right under the pupil. The next point is under the nose. And then we go to the crease in the chin. Two more points. The next one is the collarbone. So where your clavicle bones are towards the center, if you go down and out about an inch, you'll feel maybe a softer spot there. That's the collarbone point. Some people, this is my favorite spot, <laughs> just feels the best to me, but, uh, and you might find that there's a different spot that feels uh, better for you, which is completely fine. Again, you can do both hands or one or the other. Some people just pat across like where a bow tie would be. 
and that's perfectly acceptable as well. And then the last point is under the arm on your side, about four inches under your armpit, right on the side where your ribs are. So some people cross over and hit both sides. Some like the kids really like the monkey, <laughs> you know, hit the sides, same side as their hand is on. Um, so whatever's comfortable for you. Okay, so those are the points. So we're going to do an exercise that's just called tap and breathe, which is just what it sounds like. We're going to tap and breathe. So I'm just going to invite you at each point to inhale at a comfortable rate. So comfortable breath in and out at each point. So we're going to start just gently tapping on the top of the head and just inhale the comfortable breath and exhale. We're not trying to change the breath at all. We're just breathing at a comfortable pace. And then we move to the eyebrow point. Again, one hand or the other. And a comfortable breath in and out here. And then we move to the side of the eye. Again, inhale and exhale here. I like to breathe in through my nose and out through my mouth, but whatever feels right for you is what we want you to do. We go under the eye. Under the nose. Usually by the time I get down here, I start to notice that my breathing changes all on its own. Feels a little bit deeper to me. And the chin point, another breath here. And the collarbone. And under the arm, another nice, comfortable breath here. Yeah, I noticed for myself that when... <laughs> because I get really excited to talk about EFT. So um, when I do this technique, I find that I, it just calms me a little bit. I feel like my breath is a little deeper. So I'm not sure if, if you experienced anything, I would love to I hear. tingly all over. Like, do you feel tingly from where you, you know, tapped? And so you kind of have that sensation. But I just was thinking about my students when they're in the middle of a panic attack. I can see how this would be a technique that for those students who are having those, you're in the moment of I am, you know, they think they're dying when they're having a panic attack. Right. Um, so I can see how, and even for teachers, I can see, you know, especially what we're seeing nationwide is uh, the trauma that teachers have experienced or are still experiencing. <clears throat> so I can see how this would be something that educators would be very interested in as for our students as school counselors, but even as educators and adults. Uh, so I don't know, like, is if this was something that, say, a teacher was because uh, I am thinking about, you know, teachers come to school counselors and they're having these things. And I'm thinking this might be. Um, but is there a therapist they go to? You went to a specialist that did this. But who do we send people? I mean, I wouldn't feel comfortable training anybody to do this. So what, what, how would we be trained to be? Are you a facilitator? Like what is your you are a facilitator. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I offer professional development for schools. Okay. 
Um, in fact, I, I did a professional development for a middle school staff recently, and it was very well received. The feedback was really quite positive. And, and I think because being in a school, we all know what it's like to be in professional development with someone who has never stepped foot in a school. Yeah. You know? Um, and so I think just the experience that I have, the knowledge that I have with these techniques, the fact that I've used them with students and in a school setting, they understand the culture, you know? So, so being able to speak to that and to give strategies that are simple and can be integrated without a curriculum that you don't need to do a lot of research with this, that I can hand it to you and you can start using it right away. And it's it's so quick. That little exercise of tapping and breathing took a couple of minutes. That's it. That's all we need to help regulate our students and, and our teachers. And when, when we're using these techniques with our students, we're benefiting ourselves too. Right. So even if I'm focusing on my students words and and what their issue is, I always feel better myself after using the tapping. So something that can help the students and help ourselves as educators. Yeah. To me, that's priceless. Yeah, it, it, it makes sense. It's just like we know what breathing does for students. And this this makes sense. I mean, you're 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 there's movement here. You're, cha- you're you're tapping into your inner thoughts and and so that's that's so powerful. Uh, thank you so much. I think we're going to have some listeners who are going to be very interested. If this is new to you, uh, can we look this up on the internet? I mean, where, if they want more information, where can yeah. we find our listeners? Sure. Um, I I have a website. It's KathleenWeberEFT.com. And we will link that, I'm sure. Wonderful. Um, I would also recommend EFTinternational.org. That is the organization that I am certified through. Um, And there's a lot of really great information. I actually have a few articles that have been published on uh, their website. And uh, I have a blog for more information about using EFT as a school counselor, benefits of using EFT in the classroom. Um, you know, I'm happy to talk to anyone about EFT. So even if anyone just wants to reach out, I I offer a a free 15 minute consultation. Anyone can just reach out, schedule an appointment. I'd be happy to chat with you about what you're looking for and to see if it's something that I can help with. And if not, then I'm happy to, to also try and find something that better suits your needs. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I love EFT. I love sharing about it. I love helping educators. I feel very passionate about that because we are doing incredible work. And it is, to me, one of the hardest jobs mm-hmm. out there um, and underappreciated. And so I, I want to say thank you to people. I do actually offer a free masterclass for school counselors to go through a couple of the other techniques. So that's on my website as well. If people want to sign up for that, just to, to try it out a little bit more and dip your toe in it a little bit further. Um, so I offer that once a month and again, it's free. There's no obligation. It's really just to give to this wonderful community. Can that be, is that a zoom or do you have to be where you're at? It's it's over Zoom and all, all right. of my professional development can be offered via Zoom as well. Very good. Well, I know yeah. that we're gonna have some people that are gonna be taking advantage of that. 
So that's a great resource. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I feel like you have given us a brand new arsenal of coping skills. And so I appreciate your time. I appreciate being here and um, your time and being able to share my passion with your audience. I, I very much appreciate that. And I love your passion and and just your energy. It's it's very fun to be here with you. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you so much. Wow. Wow. That was a fresh word, if you will. Yeah. Uh, so that's, uh, I, 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 I could not stop thinking about certain students and especially those students who were in the middle of throes of a panic attack. And I thought this is going to be a great rubber meets the road. That's, that's, that's just, it, it's, it's not this huge, like mind blowing. It just makes sense. It's simple and something that you could put in your toolbox. Yeah. I love that. Cause we are looking for it's once we stopped recording, we were talking to Kathleen and I said, I've got students that come in and they'll ask for, I just need a stress ball or I give those, um, oh gosh, what are they called? The textured pieces of like sticky or whatever. Yeah. It's almost like Velcro and they can stick them on their notebook. I give them that, but I always worry about what are you going to do when you're not around your notebook or when you don't have your stress ball. And this is a technique that they can use on the go anytime. So I love that. Yeah, I do too. And I think, you know, that that she offers that free masterclass for school counselors. So. I love that. You don't have to end it here if you're yeah. interested in that. And I think we were all, as we were listening to it, we talked to her afterwards of specific people in our lives that we think that would work for. Yeah. And I talked to her privately when you were not listening. You had stepped out and I talked to her about having to deal with you. And okay. uh, so, you know, she gave me some uh, henceforth never before seen tapping skills oh, for you okay. to deal with you. Yeah. Well, I just hate that she revealed I'm, I already was tapping. I had already discovered this. And now that you, you discovered it, you called it something else. I and called it EFC. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a contract violation. EFC. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we'll go with EFT. That's fine. But I just hate that now you're going to know when I'm stressed around you. When I, I start tapping my clavicles, you're going to know. I will break my clavicle around <laughs> you. So I'm going to have to come up with something else. But yes, that was so. I hope that our listeners in got gained something new and um, check out the either the EFTinternational.org or check in with her site and look into this. Very good. So we do have our Behavior Detour Conference coming up. And so be talking to your administrator, get your school staff to join. We've had school systems contact us because they want all of their teachers and uh, faculty members to gain knowledge that will help with these behavior behaviors that we're seeing in schools. So if that is you, if you think your school system is interested, just let us know and we will accommodate you. Um, we, you can also find us on Facebook. You can purchase our book, Growing Your Program for School Counselors. We also have a new children's book called Hygiene. And uh, that's hygiene as in the greeting. So don't Google the word hygiene. Google the greeting. Hygiene. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Anything else you want to say, Kim? 
all the things, but we're we're really excited about this behavior conference. So we want that if you if you have if you're listening to this in time to get the early bird, but even if it's not the early bird, the price is amazing for uh, some of the amazing speakers that we're going to have uh brian perlman justin chastain and uh, many others so check it out very good okay 